Hi everyone and welcome to History Tweets. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about the attempted assassination of one of our most endearing presidents and that is Teddy Roosevelt. You have anything to say about that, Charles? Murder! <laughs> hey. uh, we have discussed the life of uh, former President Theodore Roosevelt, two previous episodes. Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day, which he lost his wife and mm, newlywed, his bride and his mother on the same day. And the River of Doubt, where he went down, a river in the Amazon, and almost died, Colonel. Well, Teddy was a tough little bastard there. Yeah. He has so that big, is, cheesy smile, too, you know. So this is going to be our third episode about Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like Teddy. What the fuck is your heart on for Teddy Roosevelt? Jesus we, you know what? You there know are a million other people. He is Charles's favorite president. I, I, we don't like to get political on this show, but what this country needs today is another Teddy Roosevelt. What did Teddy Roosevelt do that other presidents have longed to do but couldn't do? Survive an assassination attempt. Broke up the trust. Broke up the trust, survived an assassination attempt, and put Cuba in that place, Timmy. And built the Panama Canal. Built the Panama Canal. By himself. By himself. With here, just right? a shovel. Just a shovel water. and four little Irish guys. And, and, and a shovel and dream. Shovel and what did he say as he was running up San Juan Hill, Colonel? <laughs> so we're going to talk about Randy that. loves that joke, by the way, for the record. She does. Yes. She, She's all about that bit. Jesus. Randy, what's your, who's your favorite president? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter because we're talking about Teddy Roosevelt. Regardless, we're talking about it. Well, you know what? You know what? We're not getting political. We're not going to get political, but here's, here's just a suggestion. Um, read a book. Read a book once in a while about history, about presidents. We've had 46 of them, 47 of them. I have a suggestion um, for you. And I think 46. We said 46. We're working now. 46, 47. Um, anyway, you might find one that you identify. You might find one that, you know, holds your beliefs that you find. Oh, he did a lot. Um, you know, like Teddy Roosevelt, he was, he was the first president to win the Nobel Peace Prize. He was? He Worker to pr- uh, truce between Russia and Japan. Yeah. How about that, Brandy? What do you think about that? And he had stuff going Have on. Have you all ever time. won the Nobel Peace Prize? <clears throat> I say not. If I did, I wouldn't tell you bastards because you just come looking for money. Roosevelt was looking like hundred thousand. You know what else he did? Mm-hmm. He straightened out. He got France and Germany to sit down at the table and settle some disputes. What do you think about that, yeah. Brandy? 
I want to talk but about him. Who's your favorite shot. president? You don't even know. And then you're you're oh talking shit about Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, she couldn't name but four of them. So, all right, we'll oh get to God. that in a moment. But I will say, Brandy seems like a James a Madison podcast. kind of woman to me. We are a comedy podcast, and we use sometimes use adult language, Colonel. Sometimes you you say we to me as a cover. Um, Does Thad or, ever use adult language? I've podcast? not heard Thad use adult language, Timmy. Do you use adult language? Um, um, I sometimes will use um, compound words and, you know, words with more than six or five syllables. That could be considered adult. Have you ever use colorful language? I have not heard you go blue on this show, Timmy. So we call him Timmy as the Saint. As, as far as I can tell, that only leaves one person. That only leaves one person, Timmy. One Ooh, person. Thad, you know what? My mic was. I could you hear me well? Yeah, we yes. I, I mean I can hear you we much all better. Hear now, you. But yeah. But okay. yeah, that's that's better. Thank you. We so anyway, we use adult language, and if you you know, if you're not uh, into that or you're offended by that, then you could probably go and listen to another podcast. Right, Colonel? Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Um, as as, as former WWE terrible. world champion Triple H would say, I've got two words for you. Suck it if you don't like it. So that's it. Right there. Wow. Okay, so there's two people in the podcast that use adult language. Yeah. Is, is suck it? I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's a bad word. Timmy, do you know Pornhub has their own podcast? I didn't know that. Do they really? I, it it seems like something on their service will be lost on a podcast. But uh, <laughs> but they do. The, have what is it? A bunch podcast. of moaning or what? It's all you no. Know, it's all behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it's like that behind. Actually, the sounds kind of fascinating. It does, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd want to know. Do they I'll tell you what I'm fluffers? really into. They interview fluffers. They have fluffers. And I did not know so <laughs> much you know preparation this? went into these scenes, Timmy. You don't well, these people they... apparently don't just show up and go at it. They're, they get prepped. They there's there's hair. They got fluffers. There's there's fluffers. Yeah. Well, it's mostly cleaning the butt, I think, is what they <laughs> primarily focus on, but well, yeah, you which know, is you important. Sure that I mean that that can go wrong, Colonel. That can take a laugh. <laughs> that could go south very quickly. But I heard someone because especially you if know it, it was fought, especially if it was preceded by a enema scene. You know exactly. I mean? You don't want to be intimate before that. Yeah. Um, the average the average dirty flower scene, Timmy, takes three hours to shoot. Well, that sucks for somebody. <laughs> that does. They're earning their money. Your thoughts on that, Randy? <laughs> Your thoughts, Devil? My thoughts are Chuck knows an awful lot about that to be. Well, you know, I just thought I'd give it a give it a whirl. I, that... I'm always looking to expand my knowledge of how um, other industries work, and they are competitors, so. And when he says expands uh, his knowledge, Brandy, he is kind of on the. He, he's expanded it so much that, it, I, you know, no one. It, uh, scientists are amazed how at, at the extent of his you, knowledge. You can't even spit it out. 
Stop. Stop. It makes you, Stop. Really, it must make you feel like a little puppy dog. Fuck, dude. Who, you know what? Who, it makes me feel even like no. If there was a Nobel Prize, if there was a Nobel Prize for knocking boots, Timmy, I would get it. There's not, not, though, so it's all right. We're good. You motherfuckers. Let me introduce the lady who is, uh, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know how she is loved, but apparently she is loved by some very warped people. But she's loved nevertheless. She, they call her Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm all right, Timmy. I'm all right. We're, I'm ready to talk about Teddy Roosevelt. I've been working all week, so I'm ready to to do this. I'm still moving. We're still moving into our, well, we're not moving in, but we're still putting together our house since we moved. So that's fine. Did you have a night. I got a nice new year mess, new year's message from your husband, Dave. Oh, that's new nice. Uh, how was your new year's Brandy? Did you get drunk as always? Uh, no, I was in bed at like 10. So passed out early. I guess. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. So ever since my Jacob was a little boy and I would make, you know, back then I was like 24, 25 years old. And so, yeah, I was able to go out. You were still relatively sober. and No. So anyway, but I've always had a sick kid on New Year's where I would make plans and then have to cancel them because my kids were set. One of them was set. And so now I just don't even make plans. Dave and I hang out, watch a movie, and usually we are in bed by 10, 10.30. Yeah, we were, we were. That's how we roll. Colonel, what did you do on? I, I was so depressed by the Bengals' demise, Timmy, that I was crippled. I could not even celebrate. I could yeah. not even. Kind of sucks when they're not in it. So I, you know what I do every New Year's Eve, Timmy? I, I don't celebrate what I, this is a true story. What I like to do, and as you know, I, I've left them to you to publish, Timmy, but I have a, I have a box in which I have kept journals from the time I was 18 years old. And every New Year's Eve, what I like to do is have just a quiet evening while I reflect and ponder on the year. And think of ways I could improve. And it's getting more and more difficult, Timmy. Uh, this year, I only could write one sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what was but, that? Um, Timmy, you know, it's it's to make my toast in the air fryer instead of the toaster. Oh, okay. That's if you resolution. make toast in the air fryer, it's much tastier and crunchier. than. Uh, okay. What? Yeah. That's, I'm glad you you know you're working on self improvement. Uh, you know, Thad uh, went with Thad. What you went to a fondue restaurant on New Year's? Was your home at midnight or did you? Uh... We we were we we got we probably got home around ten thirty and then you know stayed up and watched the ball drop and yeah no it was. It was uh, you're still you're still young enough. You watched the baby. Yeah, champagne. The ball drop. They yeah. still like each other. Oh yeah, they still like each yeah, other. That kind of helps. Yeah. Psh, psh. 
But I will right. say, Colonel yeah. mentioned an air fryer. Here's what I found goes good in air fryer are um, hot pockets. So if you Ooh. like hot pockets, throw a hot pocket in an air fryer. Life changer. Yeah. Pizza rolls. Amazing in an air fryer. Pizza roll. Oh, my God. I feel like you can put anything in an air fryer and it makes it, it, makes it better. It does. You know? It does. That's what we got out of the pandemic. We, we got ourselves an air fryer. Everyone got something. I got a, I got an air fryer. Okay. Right. So, anyway. Stimulating conversation, but I, Brandy, yeah. it's Brandy time. I don't want to cut in your Brandy time. So, right. Uh, we went a little long on Brandy time last yes, week. So. I believe. Do you? Well, I mean, we... we we tended to let brandy time just kind of roll on for. Yeah, maybe we. That should be our New Year's resolution, Colonel. Is kind of cut brandy time in half. Well, we don't need to cut it in half. We just need to. Uh, we just need to understand the vapidness of and of the devil and the vapid. I said vapid. Um, <laughs> uh, and and adjust that devil time accordingly, Timmy. Brandy, your thoughts on that? When are you going to do something crazy with your head, Devil? I haven't. You haven't done anything in a while. You, yeah, you, well, we you started look, this podcast nine you years, just ago. like the soccer oh, wait, Nine years right ago now. this month. No, you had blue hair. You can't. Well, you can't see it. Actually, it's silver right now. It's just hard to see because I haven't messed with it today. So, hmm. I think I you should go back to blue hair. I might go back to blue hair at some point. I enjoyed the blue hair very much. My wife has pink hair right now. Today is not that day. Uh, see? That's fine. But we'll see. We'll you see. You have a flamingo behind you there? I do. That is, that's my, my electric flamingo. Hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Pink Flamingos? I, no. I have. Good God. It's not an excellent film. Fucking <laughs> you should Jesus. do that on uh, your right. and Colonel Colonel. Theater, if you look yes, up sir. here, that is a Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, just go on to Colonel time because I don't even know what we talk well, about. Well, you know, Colonel time is is basically that was it. I learned to uh, make toast in the air fryer. Okay. Well, let me introduce you anyway. He's a wow. man of God, Brandy. No, he's not. A man who uh, is considered, you know, we're going, we're now in 2024. These going to be, you know, there's war in the Middle East. There is war in Europe. Uh, there's this an election year in the United States. Things could get very bad here in 2024. So what do you do when you, you think of all that, Brandy? You, <clears throat> you think about the Colonel. Nope. And you're, and his soothing words, his reassurance that we all need in these troubled times. He has been called an oasis in the desert of despair. A best-selling author, a man of the people, Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. <laughs> To me, I just had my my morning constitutional, which I, you know, people, sometimes it's a walk, sometimes it's about movement. For me, my morning constitutional is 
every morning I eat the same thing, Timmy. And this is something that, listen, is, I'm is sure I'm very interested in. Each morning I make two eggs and two pieces of toast, and I make an egg sandwich, Timmy. Without fail. That's what I eat every morning for breakfast. Do you put it in the air fryer? With, with keto bread, Timmy. Keto, low-carb keto bread. That's important. And, uh. Because you gotta watch that that girlish figure, Colonel. And a dot and a and a Coke Zero, Timmy. He does yeah. have child. So, Colonel, are you, are you Brandy, let's ask him an important question that many of our listeners are dying to know about. Now, are you regular, Colonel? Yes. I'm not yes. doing this. I am not. Me, Rudy, and Bo. You know how they say if you put women on the same <laughs> put a bunch of women together, they get on the same cycle. Yeah. Timmy, the same um right. Uh motorcycle uh, yes motorcycle. The same yeah. motorcycle that's a thing that so, happens that's a um, great me great rudy and bo uh are, are quite regular to me i see every day about five o'clock i let the dogs out and then i say you know it's colonel time I'll be back in 10 minutes there you go so you can set uh, your are you a reader colonel when you're there you know what? what's that are you no. a reader I never understood readers, Timmy. I never understood people who read there. I because you're there for one purpose. Focus on what you're doing. I yeah, see. He, you think it's important to stay focused so you can leave a good poo as opposed to just you, you know, don't want to leave you're not supposed to be in there all day. The proverbial half ass poo, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Right. First I, of and, all, Here's Tim. a question I will toss out to everyone because as an air fryer has changed your life, I'll tell you what else has cha- will change your life. A squatty uh, potty? Do you have a bidet? Oh. oh, my God. Listen, Tim has some strange fascination with poop. I don't know what it is, but we have talked about poop many, many times. Oh, yeah. I remember podcast. that time we did the At call the start, start? Yeah. At the yeah, behest of Tim. You will bring that up, uh, Dad. What is it now? It's the color shot, you know, to tell if you have healthy poo or not. Oh, the color chart. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. So your fascination with bowel movements and what is produced during well, very important that special time. can tell you if you're healthy or not. You know what? People have doctors for that. We're not it. I don't want to hear chucks. In fact, I would rather rip my own arm off and beat myself with it than actually sit through this conversation anymore. I don't but want to this talk is... about poop. Poop is a major part of anybody's life who has small kids or animals. I, I will tell you, Devil, oh. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it, it happened to me in Home Depot and it terrified me. I would never tell you. And I... Perfect. I, I took Perfect. Logan in to uh, to the bathroom at Home Depot. And Logan, you know, he was small. We used to call him Logan Logs because I don't know where the things even fit in his intestines, but these things would come out eight, nine inches long. And uh, he dropped one time and it was just perfectly, perfectly bright, bright red. Well, Colonel, we can answer what was wrong there. Um... And I, I completely lost my, lost my composure. And told him to sit there and not move. And I ran and got Renee and said, no, you have to come into the men's bathroom. Something is wrong with this boy. I don't know what it is, but this should not be this color. 
Something's wrong with him. We got to get him to the emergency room. But apparently Logan has an affinity for beets. So mm. they will turn your poo bright, bright red, like you're bleeding from the inside. Well, we so have Renee, a chart here. Wait a minute. Sad. His crack research. He has come up with the shades of poop and what you should know. Now, wait I can't minute. read that because I'm blind, but it looks like your poo can be brown, which, of course, is probably healthy. Uh, no, but Renee gave birth to Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did. He likes I mean, beets. Okay, I like loves beets. beets. I love. Not, I like beets. I don't want to talk about poop anymore. Yeah, it's you not unreasonable. Really, you know, put if the you chart rain, away, Sad, or I'll find you. Oh, I just want to know. Good. I want to know about green poop. I've never. I will find it. Oh, oh, yellow poop. I can tell you about green, Thad. All you oh. need to do is eat you a good size, healthy portion of fruity pebbles. Oh, well, that sounds like I should silence that then. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll get rid of the shared screen, Brandy. We'll, we'll table the poop tart, the poop talk, talk until later. A poop tart. Let's talk about the whole poop round table later on after <laughs> you know whatever. I don't care. I don't want to talk about poop. We are also, uh, uh, of course, uh, joined by Matt Thad, the producer. How are you, Thad? Hey, I'm I'm good. I, I've learned a lot today already. Um, you know, the, the the poop chart bringing some new things up. Green oh, poop. You need that's to, a, yeah. I mean, I, that's a big it's thing. Important to it's to know those your things. Poop. Know it your is. poop, Randy. Know, know your poop. poop. That's what I'm saying. I think that should be our first piece piece of merch from this. I see podcast. two pieces of shit right here. Is no. Boom! Mic drop. Thank you. Now see, that was mean. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who knows? There's three uh, three other people here. So which two is she talking about? Well, well I, right? I think we can make a guess. <laughs> All right, let's talk. I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this, and I'll make it quick. I a funny okay. story from last night. We went to dinner. We went to uh, okay. El Coyote. Now El Coyote is a Tex-Mex restaurant um, that's that's close to us. So we we go last night, and uh, it's one of those places that's been around for probably. 35 40 years and has never updated its decor so it looks like it's stuck in like 1985 which is fine whatever whatever works for you yeah, i've got good food we go in and i noticed they're setting up so we're in a booth and then right next to us they're setting these big long table they're gonna have a big party so this party of 11 people comes in they've all got little bags so it's either someone's birthday or like they're celebrating christmas or whatever so that's fine so the server comes over, takes her drink, or to give him drink, or and she comes over, she's get him their food, and we've already gotten our food, so we're starting to eat. And as she goes to each individual person, but they proceeded to pepper this poor server, all eleven of them, with questions about multiple dishes, about how spicy is it? Does this have peppers in it? Does this have onions in it? Does this have, you know, whatever? Right? That's like, first of all, do some research before you go somewhere. But you're at a Tex-Mex restaurant. What do you think is going to happen? So the last lady is just asking her about, I mean, she must have asked her about 10 different dishes. On the, and then she finally says to the server, is there anything on here that's not spicy? And the server said, without missing a beat, you can have the mashed potatoes. And I just thought, God damn, that, that was pretty funny. You know, kind of put her in her place because the way she said it to her, like, bitch, you can have the mashed potatoes. Shut up and eat it. Yeah. Kind of made me think of Brandy a little bit, trying to put up with dumb people out in public. Oh, right. well, you know, there's always 
Brandy has always given off that flow from uh, Mel's Dinah waitress vibe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's my grits and all that. Mm. First of all, fuck all of you. What? You know, that Alice was the only person on the show I didn't like. I, well, I actually, yeah, no, I would have done that. I would have said that because let me explain something at work. On self-checkout, we have at least one machine that is, it says card only, really big on top, Mm -hmm. card only. And inevitably, five, six times a day, um, excuse me, why won't this take my cash? And I'm like, because it says card only right there. Didn't we cover this last week? No, last week, dude, it was... I believe she getting uh, seen out. <laughs> oh, the gift card! Oh Apple my god, that gift guy. card at Target. You know those gift cards are fucked up, though. They give you a gift card that works at four different places. Yeah, yeah, that's confusing. That's but crippling. That's decision making, crippling anxiety there. But Target's not one of them, and I mean, there's a big eight by ten fucking thing. Color card glossy. only. You know what card, card will work everywhere? Your check card. That bitch will work everywhere. I mean, if, if you want a credit card that works everywhere, use that. I'm like, it says, but the thing is, I'm like, it says card only it says right there. On there. Oh right. my gosh, I didn't even see that. Are you fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? You had to see it because I watched you punch in your little number. I bet you get very high marks for customer service. I Actually, sure. I really do. I really do. If you go into her store, she's employee of the month. Every month. Every month. Every month. Yes. <clears throat> However, I am not ready to be in HR. Do you know what I do? You, no, you're not. Devil. The only time you're ready to be in HR is when you're sitting on the other side of the table, devil. That's the only time you should really Getting be in HR. But, but, what, but honestly, yeah, yeah. though, but honestly, though, Brandy, what is HR but really just customer service? I mean, that's kind of it's the same bullshit, right? Dealing well, with people that. Yeah are a little less than, you know, know what's going on. No, HR is internal affairs, is what they no, are. Well, it, it is, yes. Well, especially what I do. Associate relations, that is definitely internal affairs. Chuck, do you, you remember Brenda, right? Our HR lady? Oh, yes, I do. Quite well. Would she not say the goofiest crap? And then, yes, like, she... state it as fact? Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. like, things like, you know, people of color don't know to be on time. Mm-hmm. Oh, she- I told you. <laughs> yeah. I oh, told you. God. She told me that before you guys came on. We were talking about that, that, that. Yeah, that's wild that she would say something like that. And working in HR, that's even better. Well. That's even better. She also said that it was against the law to wear open-toed shoes in the office. Against the law? Against yes. the law. Like you could be arrested for it, kind of law. It's against the law. Wow. We we weren't working in a factory. We were in an office setting with very, you had a very small chance that something would drop on your foot that was heavier than, say, I don't know, a pencil. Like there was a very, I was was on a, uh, a hiring panel once, and this guy strolls in. He's 40 minutes late for the interview, right? And he comes in 
and we're interviewing and we got, you know, we asked behavioral interview questions. So we would ask things like, uh, tell me about a time when you had to bend the rule to get the job done. And obviously there you're looking for someone to say, you know, I went above and beyond the, for the client. I wasn't supposed to, but I, you know, I, for their sake, I, I bent the rules a bit to get the job, you know, to get the job done. So we asked this guy, now remember he's 45 minutes late. So we asked this guy, tell me about the time you had to bend the rules to get the job done. And he says, well, sometimes I come to work late and I sign in at the wrong time because I'm just <laughs> okay. Well, he was getting the job done there, Timmy. Now, I'm already zoned out, right? Because the guy was 45 minutes late. No way in hell I'm hiring this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he leaves and and we have this discussion and, about this guy. And I'm like, you know, he's 45 minutes late. I'm going to hire him no matter what he said. And I was accused from by HR of being Eurocentric with my time. <laughs> Eurocentric. That's a big word. I like it. Man. I mean, you, you, know, know, you can't make it to the, and the guy's telling you that he fudges his time. <laughs> Clock. <laughs> you know, yeah, Timmy, I was the problem. Brent, I was the problem because I was. I'm sorry. I know. I believe me. <laughs> I've been that problem before. We uh, w- one time I had to I had to speak to a group of uh, when we did the youth program, they asked me to go down and speak to them about job preparedness. And these were all 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 kids that had just turned 18 that lived in in uh in government housing and i just told them i said you know by by uh you've been deemed quote disadvantaged this is what this whole program's for disadvantaged youth i said but now you're 18 and the world's changed you know you used to have things that helped you out things you know programs that were looking out for you but now you're 18, and the only people that care about you are Jesus and your mama. And your mama might be lying. <laughs> so it's time for you to learn to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And do you know they pulled me off of that and said that I was not, I was not being positive enough to these young people. <laughs> can't imagine. Can't imagine you're not being positive. No. Way to go, Stuart Smalley. well brandy you know what here i have on my desk something that chuck will never see i have a yes super award from 2014 yeah you do chuck how many super words have you received get them out oh he got one oh yours is nicer than mine timmy i got one the first year jason was there there it is yeah (laughs) <laughs> we had this uh we had this board member or president of the board that hated chuck so he would never get the award. everyone in his staff everyone else i mean they had to give start giving awards twice my before. staff actually everybody on my staff had two awards <laughs> everybody <laughs> on my team had two awards i yeah, never no got awards. one even in the year timmy that when i was with rescad they had 200 locations 
and I got an award for business service manager of the year for 200 locations. I could not get one for a place that had 12 people. <laughs> so. nope. But, but as soon as he left, you got an award that next year. As soon, yes. Nice. I didn't know he was there long enough to give you an award. He just barely, just yeah. barely, but it, but it wasn't uh, for me. It was for my entire team. There you go. Okay. So, all right, let's talk all about right, Teddy Roosevelt. But it was this running joke that Chuck never gets an award. So we had that going on. There. So he was the Susan Lucci of your office. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Those were my words too. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk Mr. about Teddy Roosevelt. stuff over there. Right. As I said earlier, we've discussed uh, the life of former Theodore President, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt. What president? What number was he, Brandy? Since you oh, God damn it! Fucking read the goddamn script. President of the United States. the script. We did, we covered him in two different episodes. Of course, Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day and the River of Doubt. So, if you want more background on Teddy Roosevelt, um, listen to those, those two episodes. But or I bet, I bet on neither of those episodes did we discuss poo color first, though. Probably it was we did that a lot. We oh, discussed okay. poo color a no, lot. Not we. There's no we. There is you, and there is Chuck. There's well, no I, I for one am excited to do another podcast on Teddy Roosevelt, Booty, who was our 26th president, devil. Okay. As opposed to his cousin Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Who that is we're not talking about. 32nd president. Okay. Now, the, it, uh, a little known fact about the, Re- the Roosevelts, uh, they, they, you know, Franklin, he, he was in a wheelchair. He had, he had issues. Right, of do his we own. know that? I mean, or was he just lazy? I mean, did he have something wrong with him? Well, there, there was a little bit of both. But, you know, a little known fact about Teddy, he was a dead shot, but he only had one eye, and that's difficult. To yeah. be a good shot with one eye. It is. He, he, he had two eyes, that. but he only had one working eye. Well, I'm Teddy, sh- did he, did he, the eye that worked, was that the one that was open or did he squint on that, using that eye? He, he, he was, was the, the Sandy dead. Duncan of presidents. <laughs> he was. Hmm. Yeah. He lost at boxing. Sandy so, Duncan? You say Sandy Duncan? She only had one eye. I didn't know that. One working eye. She had a glass eye. He was, a, uh, she played uh, Peter Pan. Brandy back mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yes. From okay. from the Hogan family from the early 90s? That's Sandy Duncan? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. She was a uh, actress, very popular actress in the mm-hmm. 1970s. Well, how about this? The Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, yeah. That's Sammy Davis Jr. has glass on. Well, oh. he did. He don't have it now because he's gone. He died. When he died, he was in a fetal position, Brandy. <laughs> Who? Sammy Davis Jr. Was he? Yeah, Google Google Sammy Davis Jr. fetal position. That's how he died. He Absolutely died not. Don't you don't you he think maybe a lot of man. people die in the fetal position? That's what I'm saying. He was the Candyman. And also, who cares? You remember that song, oh. Candyman, Brandy? Yeah, Candy yeah, man. I do. I remember the song. So, but Teddy, but it's not He's Teddy part Roosevelt. Of the Rat Pack. Yes, still not Teddy Roosevelt. So let's talk no. about that guy. Okay, they had that one, something in common. Is they well, his cousin he, Franklin Roosevelt and Sammy had something in common. That's all we're trying to point out here, and Sandy Duncan. 
In both episodes, we've explored Teddy Roosevelt's extraordinary life from a sickly child to his years as a cowboy to his time as governor of New York. He, Colonel, did you know he was also sheriff of New York City? Yes. Teddy and did it you know, all. You don't miss a he came up with that big toothy grand Colonel, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come looking at you with that one good eye squinting. Yeah, that's Franklin. That's Franklin. No, Teddy had the Teddy had the blind eye. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he would pick up, he would pick you know, if someone was breaking the law, he would pick him up like a rag doll by the arm and start beating them on the curb. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. Scoff yeah. laws. Uh, he then became governor of New York and vice president of the United States uh, and became the 26th president of the United States uh, when, uh, when uh, who died? Uh, William Howard Taft died, was assassinated. No, 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 not William Howard Taft. Uh, McKinley. When McKinley died, he was assassinated, of course, in Buffalo, Colonel. You've been to Buffalo? I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. Well, he was assassinated in Buffalo. And when that happened, uh, Teddy became the 26th president of the United States. He built a, the Panama Canal, Colonel, as you know. He did. And, you know, Timmy, Timmy, this is important. Do you know Roosevelt was the first sitting president? To leave the country. I didn't know that. He did, and he did that for the Panama Canal. And he read the what what was his famous saying, Colonel? Bullet! No, besides bullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Walk softly and carry a big dick, Timmy. <laughs> I don't I think that was Lyndon Johnson, but okay, it's close <laughs> He had a sex caliber between his legs. Anyway. Back to Teddy. He led the Rough Riders up San Juan Hill during the Spanish-American War, Brandy. And he even won a Nobel Peace Prize in his post-presidency as, uh, it's been his post-presidency as an adventurer and conversation, uh, not conversationalist, conservationist. Uh, conservationist. Cared a great deal about the, the environment. As you do, Brandy, as noted, you do. Today, well, you know, Colonel, you think, she, you know, I, do you she's think she's not Brandy clean, Brady? She's green, Brady. Like garbage out the window when she's driving down a highway or something. Can you see her doing that, Colonel? He's lost. Hello? Can anyone <laughs> He's hear not me? paying a bit of fucking attention. I'm Just listening to Teddy Roosevelt. You know, I, you know, a little bit about Just Teddy. And you out. know what Teddy's problem was when he was in New York, Timmy? Is that we're not allowed to sell yeah. alcohol on Sunday, and he enforced that, yeah. and he enforced it mm-hmm. with the vengeance of Carrie Nation, Timmy. Wow, he yeah, did I not like tolerate him. any any, and he also Carrie Nation. We need to cover the middle of the day. Timmy would occasionally just shed his clothes and go skinny dipping in the Potomac River. The Potomac you River. Know- would you fucking I say the Potomac River? That would be an attractive sight. The Teddy Roosevelt without any clothes. What do you think, Brandy? I don't think it would be, no. Hot right. or not, Brandy? I'm focused on Potomac River. I don't even know where that is. What is that? <laughs> That's something similar to the Potomac River. Only it's it is like that, but different. I don't give a fuck. Let him bathe in Lake Michigan with no... I don't care. 
I don't know I talk about that. the he assassination. Life. When he wasn't living in New York, he was president of the United States, living in Washington, D.C., so I don't know why he would be jumping in Lake Michigan for. Yes. Well, that is the ridiculous part of that entire thing. <laughs> so let's just... I mean, <laughs> that's just silly, Colonel. It is. It is. It's my fault. I don't know why I would do it. He scaled the Matterhorn, too. You know, you know what he when said? I when, was, he got uh, when I lived in Washington, <laughs> D.C., when I worked for the FBI, uh, there was a uh, there was a plane that crashed into the... What was the name of that river again, Colonel? The Potomac. Potomac, yeah. It crashed. Well, right it's, really a, it's really a colloquialism. No, me. it's not. It's not. Yeah. What was that word? <laughs> yeah. It's not anything that you're saying. Okay. No, so, and I'll tell you uh, an interesting story about the time the plane crashed into the river, Timmy. Don't care about that. Did you no. have a stroke? I, I was in, on I DC when that happened. Are you smelling toast, Timmy? I was on the phone. Dad, see when you with when my that girlfriend. That was 1980. That was 1980. I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and I was in kindergarten. Was in Washington. They had a student exchange thing. She went to Washington D.C. for. Uh, for something and their school was in kind of a building that looked over at the Potomac and she called me on her break and she actually watched. I was on the phone with her as she watched the plane go into the river. Hmm. January 13th, 1982 air Florida Boeing 737. Uh, Actually it says here and, and and I don't know if this is right. Does it crashed into the 14th Street Bridge over the Potomac mm-hmm. and then into the Potomac? So I don't know if that happened. Well, or... I wasn't far from there at all. I was yeah. probably five five minutes from there. The Four crash was two. caused by bad weather. Yeah, it was, it was two minutes really into this day. stupid fucking podcast, and we have yet to get to the third paragraph. Seventy eight people died. How many? Seventy eight people died. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, I also lived there when Reagan was when they the guy Hinckley tried to kill Reagan. That was about ten minutes where I'm from, and then when the dude took over, Colonel, you remember early '80s when a guy said he was going to blow up the Washington Monument? Yes, and that would be uh, a hard thing to bring down. Huh? That would be a hard thing to bring down. They killed him, but he didn't have any explosives. Yeah. Yeah, it was an exciting time to be in D.C. But anyway, I, I digress. And then in London, you crossed a bridge 15 minutes before that guy. Yeah, no, not 15 minutes. It was like four minutes before. Oh, the, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, so so the, um, I'm thinking I don't want to go anywhere with you now. I'm feeling like maybe you're bad luck. Colonel, you remember, it was a terrorist attack. You don't want to go anywhere with The guy <laughs> fought off the terrorists with a tusk, Colonel. Yeah. Well, he was, you know, he was a prisoner who was out on, uh, you know, work release or something, and mm-hmm. uh, the Queen pardoned him after that happened. But yeah, we walked right past. I mean, like two minutes before that happened. When so the Queen pardons you, you guy. think she touches you with a sword? I lightly. I don't think she. You know. Yes. Also, if you want to do an entire podcast dedicated to Bridge Guy, that's fine. Right now, I would love to talk about. Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. I fucking hate Teddy Burn Roosevelt. Bullet, bullet, bullet. Today we're going to go 
Today we're going to talk about the 1912 presidential campaign. Oh God damn it! Are we uh, and his over? efforts to secure a then third term, because he had been president twice before then. He was going for the third term, which was a kind of a big deal because you know after. George Washington stepped down after two terms. It was expected that all president, uh, all presidents would honor that two-term uh, pledge, and yeah. two-term pledge not to run a third term. But uh, he decided to run anyway, and that plays into the story, and we'll get into it a little bit later. But of course, the only president to uh, serve a third term and and part of a fourth term, of course, was his distant cousin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, but that would be in the future. Right, But right now in 1912, Teddy is running for a third term. As mentioned, Teddy Roosevelt lived an extraordinary life. He was born into wealth. He suffered from asthma as a child. Doctors were not optimistic about his survival. It was so bad that Teddy's father took him aside as a boy and told his son that if he didn't get stronger, he would likely die. So his father taught young Teddy how to box. He learned how to exercise. He rode horses and lived what he would later describe as the strenuous strenuous life. Basically, if you got problems, just work hard at something and you'll forget them and you'll be okay. And that worked for Teddy very well. Over time, these efforts began to pay off. His health improved. While attending Harvard as a teenager, Teddy became a best-selling author and historian historian when he wrote the best-selling story, best-selling history of the War of 1812. You know, which is kind of impressive you do that as an undergraduate. But Teddy did that. And you know what he uh, did on his honeymoon, Jimmy? A, uh, you know, make out a grocery list, Colonel, and she's like 56 or something now. On his on his honeymoon, Timmy. Yeah. To prove his his uh, physical fitness, he, he did scale the Matterhorn, Timmy. Yes. Him and his yeah. wife. He drug his wife along with him. How'd you like to go on that date? How'd you like yeah, to go know, on a date you know, with Leanne when you decided to scale the Matterhorn? You know, she was bitching the whole way. Yeah, you know what she was, and you she know wanted, what he said when he got to the top. She wanted shoes for a fucking birthday, <laughs> and Teddy took her to the Matterhorn. First of all, Leanne would never take Tim to scale the Matterhorn. Well, I, you know, I you mean, know, why, why repeat? I mean, why, why go way. back there? You know, Colonel, I live my life forward, not backwards. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, you've seen the top of Mount Everest. Why do you need to go back a second time? Why do you need to go back? Yeah. All I mid bodies up there, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. And you just got to walk past them. Yeah. If you fall, if you slip and fall, they just leave you to die up there, (laughs) Jimmy. They figure you're dead. It's really Lord of the Flies up there. Reading stories about people that have gone up that mountain and said that there's been people that have asked for help and to know that you can't, that you just got to walk by or else you'll die too. That's that, that has to be really fucked up. You know, surprisingly it's not Colonel. It's not. It's not. not. (laughs) No, you two two are unfeeling bastards. So I am not your guy. 
Colonel and I did. Uh, Connor and I climbed Mount Everest and K two all in the same weekend. Huh? Mm-hmm. No, I rode the Matterhorn. You rode the Matterhorn. It was a Disney, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh my God! All right. So after graduating Harvard, Roosevelt Teddy ran for a seat in the New York State Legislature, where he was a where he was a member of the Hasty Pudding Club, Timmy. Hasting Pudding Club. He was. How's about that, Colonel? Well, it's just a little club like the like the Illuminati. oh, what's the bones and the thing? You know, it's Illuminati. JFK it's was in club. it. Yeah, yeah. They had a secret handshake. Hmm. I can't tell you about it. Yeah, I understand, Colonel. My dad I... was a Mason, and you know those fucking people. I don't know. I don't even understand that masonry shit. Do you, Brandy? Being Are you a mason? mason? I think Brandy might be a mason, Colonel. Like I'd tell you, rap fuckers. I know. You, can't, you know why she can't be? Because she's a woman. But That's after, true. But you know, by now, well, how old are you, Brandy? 50, 49, 50, somewhere in that range. Old enough to whoop your fucking ass. When you start yeah. growing a penis, then... <laughs> Once you start going to penis, you can apply for, you know, be a 33rd Mason. Do you know an interesting thing about Teddy? He he had a little bit of a temper, Timmy. A little bit of a temper. And even though it was kind of not in fashion, he loved to challenge people to duels. (laughs) He even mailed one son of a bitch a pair of French dueling pistols and challenged him to a duel. Oh, well, that was thoughtful of him. What if he got well, a, it like, was, a but card before? The wise thing would have been to mail one pistol, not both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's asking at kind of a disadvantage, I guess, if he had mm-hmm. both. So anyway. No, if he said by FedEx, they're not going to get there anyway, so it's okay. He would have been fine. He won a seat. <laughs> Teddy won a seat at the in the New York State Legislature. As a legislature... Uh, Teddy gained a reputation of hard of, as a hardworking representative, willing to take on trust and promote policies that benefited the working man. You know, um, Colonel, that's, that's, he, it's like he's they're describing you because you've taken well, on trust. I've taken them on, Timmy. I, it's looking out for the everyman, Timmy. Yeah, it's you. I wish he could come back to life today, Timmy. There were rumors that young young Roosevelt were soon to run for governor. However, these rumors were soon put to rest in 1884 on St. Valentine's Day, 1884, February 14th, when Teddy Roosevelt lost both his mother and his young wife. Uh, They died minutes minutes, uh, from each other. In the same house, whoa, whoa, which, whoa. which was the which was the topic of Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day. But now mm-hmm. we're talking about the time he are was, we? Yeah, we're Major's, Major's Christmas shopping. Easy with that, yeah. Teddy was so devastated that he wrote in his diary, put a big X mark in his diary, which was, by the way, referenced. When uh, Richard Nixon resigned, he referenced Teddy Roosevelt. He puts a big X in his diary, and he he writes in it, the light has gone from my life. 
forever. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? My thoughts are I'd like you to read the next paragraph. Okay. Not only what, not knowing what to do after he lost his mother and his wife on the same day, Teddy resigned from the state legislature and turned once again to the strenuous life. Teddy packed his clothes, as one does, and spent several years as a cowboy in the Dakota Territory, Colonel. Do you know, Timmy, the, this is what I like about Teddy. You know how the, the Teddy Bear is associated with, with Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah. Do you know why that is, Timmy? I do, but tell our listening audience, and Brandy, because she has no idea. He was an avid hunter. Yeah. And he went bear hunting one day, and they could not find a bear to shoot them lives. And he was, he was to save their lives. And he was becoming more and more frustrated. Then he came upon a bear tied to a tree, tied to a tree. Some other hunters were tired of hearing him complaining that they couldn't find a bear. So they went out and caught a little bear Yeah, and they tied it up to a tree for Teddy to shoot so he could get a bear. And Teddy said, well, that's just goddamn unsportsmanlike. <clears throat> I shall not do it. So he did not do it. He made the bear be released. And the bear has become associated, this little baby cub bear, with Teddy Roosevelt. So there yeah, you go. They, they, Teddy they, bear. The Teddy bear, Timmy. Yes. Named after Teddy Roosevelt. It's changed our culture. It the really Teddy has. bear. Now, so, but you know what I've always thought, Timmy? Yeah. He refused to shoot the bear because it was tied to a tree and it would be unsportsmanlike. Yeah. Wouldn't it only be really sportsmanlike if the bear had a rifle too and could shoot back? You know, uh, you know a duel. A duel between... Right. A, yeah. a bad duel. Yeah. yeah. That's when it becomes sportsmanlike. When the deer can shoot back or the bear can shoot back, that's when it's sportsmanlike. Well, Teddy worked hard and as a cowboy and soon gained respect of his fellow cowhands. I don't think Brandy has ever been a cowboy in her life. Hmm. It out there. Hmm. Not much surprise you to me. Teddy worked hard and soon gained respect of his fellow cowhands. After working through his grief, Teddy moved back to New York, where he was elected governor in 1899. Two years later, Teddy was at, well, yeah, one year later, actually, he was asked to serve as, uh, uh, to run as the vice president candidate uh, with a ticket with William McKinley. Now, Roosevelt was he hesitant to accept the offer. He felt that he could do, have a greater impact on public affairs as governor, but eventually he agreed to serve as vice president. McKinley was elected. Who did he beat, Colonel? Do you know? Um, who did he beat? Brian. He did. Who lost he did. three times? He was tenacious, though. I he like William Jennings, three times. I think uh, Adley Stevenson. You check that out, uh, Thad. Adley Stevenson ran three times for president. I know he ran twice and lost. Take a look here. So anyway, uh, Roosevelt was vice president. Now, he served vice president, and Teddy became president when William McKinley uh, was assassinated in 1901 in the city of Buffalo by a young man, an anarchist named Leon Shalsgoff. Teddy Roosevelt 
became the youngest man to come become president. At the time, he was only 42 years old. So, Brandy. Adlai Stevenson ran for president in 52, 56, and 60. Yeah, three times. Well, he didn't get the nomination in 60, I think, uh, because Kennedy won that year. But he ran. He he ran. Yeah. He he ran, you know. Well. How many times did Donald Trump actually run before he was elected? He ran. I think he ran one time. Was it just like once? In 98 or 2000, maybe? Did he really well, run that time? Did he actually get on ticket on the ballots? Huh? Did he really run? I knew he... I mean, I, I thought he did. He, was, he ran... He had like this... Uh, he took over Ross Perot's party. Yeah. United We Stand America or something. It was a stupid name for a party because it had like... It was like a whole sentence, but... Yeah, I think so. I think he... I think he ran that year it never it never you know it never took off or anything and then in 2016 of course he ran so this will be his fourth time running he ran in 2000 yeah it was a 2000 i knew it was like right after so, ross perot so uh, yeah, yeah so it says uh 87 88 trump considers run for president 2000 trump enters the presidential race as reform party candidate i received more than fifteen thousand votes uh 2003 2004 trump begins hosting the oh okay uh, he didn't run again, but yeah. So eighty-eight, two thousand, and then of course two thousand sixteen, and now it's twenty twenty-four. Twenty, yeah, twenty and twenty-four. Twenty. He runs a lot. He does. He's going to run till he dies. So uh, anyway, Roosevelt would go on to serve two terms as president, uh, and as we mentioned, he passed a lot of legislation, antitrust legislation. And at that point, the Republican Party was a very progressive, well, they had a very progressive wing to their party. And Teddy was a part of that, uh, breaking up trust and um, res- preserving land. It was also what his presidency was known for, like a lot of the national parks, uh, our national parks, because Teddy Roosevelt designated them as such. But anyway. And I will say the Republican Party still has a kind of progressive wing to it they allow both baptists and episcopalians okay. so and in that sense i guess you're right uh so anyway where is that all right sir two terms while running for a second term teddy made a mistake colonel never do this he promised that he would not run for a third term mm-hmm. yeah if he was elected a promise that he would soon regret now, there's, there's goes, two things you should never do, Timmy. Yeah. Promise not to run for another term if you're elected and invade Russia in the wintertime, Timmy. Yes. I want my wife to put that on my tombstone, but she refuses to do so, Carl. Because, right. you know, someone just walking through the cemetery, they might, you know, they would see that on my tombstone. It says never invade I Russia. Know. In the wintertime. It would see that. Maybe it would save them. Millions of lives. What are you going to have on your tombstone, Colonel? What am I going to have on mine? Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. there. (laughs) That's really succinct, Colonel. Mm -hmm. I've been there. All right. Amazing. Amazing little side quest we just made. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I think my good friend Matt has told me he's going to make sure because he I guess he thinks he's going to outlive me is that mine is going to say Thad Scott his heart was bigger than his brain like oh thanks oh that's nice. like that yeah that's nice what how about you Randy what's going to be on your oh, left handed compliment um died waiting on Chuck to get to the point <laughs> wow. okay. So you know, as you as you know, how long have we been doing this podcast? Tim? Nine years, Colonel. Nine years this month. Nine years. You know, next year will be our tenth anniversary, Brandy. You have have your 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 cheerful demeanor has diminished gradually. It's like you know, it's the old thing about putting a frog in boiling water, which is not really true. But you know, you become. Uh, less and less friendly, but well, it's been in small increments over ten years, and nobody's really noticed it. But if you go back to the beginning podcast, you are a much more lovable type than you are now, Devil. The world has, you know what? I will bring that you know, up. We used to me. try not to talk over each other. Remember that, Brandy? Yeah. That one day, yeah, I remember. <laughs> one day. This is our ninth anniversary, and we will be, of course, celebrating our tenth, tenth anniversary next year. It's going to be a tremendous occasion, Brandy. I'm super. And you know the reason we're we're closing in on tenth our tenth anniversary is because you can't get a divorce on podcasts. No, no. <laughs> Apparently, once you start a podcast, they never end. Apparently. They've been doing this fucking thing for... <laughs> and you ain't found a talking right? monkey yet, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> you ain't. Yeah. You have yet to find a talking no, monkey. I'm still looking. <laughs> I go on eBay every day, Colonel. Every day. <laughs> I've got wow. that... Uh, I got that... Uh, you know, I got that term, talking monkey, saved. <laughs> so if it, there's any you got a Google alert for talking talking monkey. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and we're going to hit our 10th anniversary before we get done with the <laughs> fucking podcast. Would you take a talking dog, Timmy? Well, you know, but they, they, you know, thing about monkeys is they'll eat anything. Dogs are kind of picky. Yeah. But, you know, monkey, you know, they don't care. And they throw poo. They do throw poo. Dogs don't do that so much. Yeah. But there was a guy in New York had a talking dog, Timmy. Really? I had a talking dog and he he put it up for sale. Nope. Read no. the news. <laughs> no. And uh, he put it up for Absolutely sale. Absolutely not. And you know what? I'm going to ruin this. I'm going to ruin this. He's a liar. Oh. Move the fuck on. <laughs> because you've told this joke. Oh, Colonel. I you know, I try to set you up and you I know. know, he's like the I don't know. You know, and I noticed, Timmy, for you, I just want you to know, Timmy, for you, because of your, you know, your real, your strict regulations on the podcast, yeah. food, I have switched from butterscotch discs to these lovely coffee <laughs> caramels. So I don't make noise with the things rattling around in my mouth. How do you get the kids in the van? I thought that's the butter scott shit for. Okay. All right, let's go on. Let's move on. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I went too far. (laughs) 
I, did. You really did. I am the one that. Okay. That was anyway, that, that was that, really in poor taste. Wait, wait, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That was oh inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, you're a little, little over the line there, Devil. I'm just saying. A little bit, a little bit. Jesus. This talking dog, Timmy. Yeah. The guy wants no. to go buy him. No, and he does the whole thing. He went into 9-11, and the dog's a liar. <laughs> that's why he's trying to sell the dog, because the dog's a fucking liar. You're saying, Brandon. That's the joke. That's the joke that you've heard on this podcast before. And if you haven't, you probably heard it from your grandpa. So now, can we finish the first page of the fucking script? <laughs> Now, Eddie chose William Howard Taft. Now, Colonel William Howard Taft was from Ohio. And he chose him as vice president and his hand-picked successor in uh, 1908. Because he thought he would continue his policies, right? Yeah. But he, as Taft became president in 1908, Roosevelt became increasingly disappointed in his policies, and in 1912, decided to challenge Taft for the Republican nomination. So, he felt Taft the Judas, Timmy. Huh? He did. He felt was, Taft the Judas. He, he had betrayed. He betrayed him. But, you know, part of it was kind of ego, right? Because, you know, he was no longer, Taft, or Roosevelt was no longer in the spotlight. And uh, so he decided to run against the incumbent, William Howard Taft, for the Republican nomination in 1912. How would you like to be in one of Taft's stump speeches as he's going across the country and every time he starts to say, what we need, what I'm going to do as president, and then have some bastard shout out, bullet! Bullet shit! Bullet! That would be annoying. Don't you think, Brandy? Someone did that? I can't even imagine. That's just weird. So, uh, so Teddy ran for the Republican nomination. His efforts fell short, however, and Taft won the nomination. When that happened, Teddy broke away from the Republican Party and started a third political party called the Bull Moose Party. And as things happen, uh, when parties split like that, it's usually not, they don't usually things don't go their way in a general election. And that is what happened in 1912 for the Republican Party. But on October 14th, 1912, by the way, my wedding anniversary, Brandy, although we didn't get married in 1912, we got married in 2022 on October 14th. Mm -hmm. That's on that, Brandy. Well, I I mean, I was there. We were there, yeah. Yeah. Chuck was barely there. there. That poor bastard was in some pain. He is a baby. I was there with two broken ribs, coughing up blood, but I was there taking. You were, Colonel. You were there. You have a, you have a fight with a washing machine or something, and that what that was? Uh, no, he dropped a sink or something. Yeah. But I was there. Yeah, you you wouldn't have dreamed. Yeah, but you pissed and moaned the whole time. I did not piss. I did not moan. You did both. You had a dress on, Devil. That's correct. Didn't Charles. have no underwear on. <laughs> I could tell. Really? You come up, come to a wedding in a slinky dress, no bra, no underwears. Well, Just, I mean, it was in Kentucky. You're lucky I didn't wear my Daisy Dukes in a tube top. <laughs> it was a lovely service, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. 
on October 14, 1912, just three weeks before the presidential election, Teddy Roosevelt was set to deliver a speech at the Milwaukee Auditorium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Kind of flows that they'd have the Milwaukee Auditorium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Brandy. Good place yeah. for it. What, what happened then was one of the most bizarre things to ever happen in American politics. What Teddy Roosevelt didn't know at the time was that he was being stalked, Brandy, in Milwaukee by a 36-year-old man named John Flaming Shrank. Well, that name, Colonel hmm. Flaming. What? John Flamingen Shrank. How would you see? You know what? Here's the problem. You can never tell if it's just like the name or that you just. No, no, no. That's just like the name. fucking word. F A John Flaming Shrank. Flaming. It's Flaming. Flaming. Flaming Shrank. Flaming. What a name, Brandy. Would you like to have well, that name? Well, I mean, it is something. He should. He sounds like a serial killer. Well, Shrank was orphaned. No, he, he lives kind of a sad life. He was orphaned at the age of nine when both his parents died within weeks of each other. He was taken to his grandparents, and they raised him for a couple years until they died as well. Now, I don't want like this one, bitch, living in my house. Right. Right. Now. So, as a young, so he was on his own by the time he was 11. As a young adult, he fell in love with a woman and planned to marry her until she was killed in the General Slocum disaster in Manhattan in 1904. So this is a few years before this assassination attempt. Uh, the P.S. General Slocum was a sidewheel passenger steamboat built in Brooklyn in 1891. During her service history, she was involved in a number of mishaps, including multiple groundings and collisions. And Brandy's going to tell you what happens next. So his, oh his fiance is on this boat, uh, Brandy. I'm, hold on. I mean, I just zone you out, and now well, it's my turn. Would you pay attention? Our listeners would like for you yeah. to pay attention. What, uh, you know what I'm listening Listeners would love the they devil. They deserve just, that. At the very least, they deserve just a little bit. Just a tiny bit of engagement, devil. Yeah, That's you can all. With them, right? Okay. <laughs> just a wee bit of engagement. That's what I'm asking for. 15th, 1904, General Slocum caught fire and sank in the East River of New York City. New York City? Yep. At the time of the accident. She was on a chartered run carrying members to a church picnic. An estimated 1,021 out of the 1,342 people on board died. You know, think about that. Think about that. You get your whole congregation together, get all excited. These are all church-going people. Right? Yeah. They so get on the boat for the yearly church picnic. Pride to be. Beautiful day in June. You know, you're thinking, well, I hope the potato salad doesn't go bad on the trip. That's your biggest worry is the potato yeah. salad going to hold up. And then the ship oh, burns down it. around. And it's kind of ironic. I always find, I find a couple things ironic about this is that 
that all the people sentence. were killed were churchgoers, and they were killed by a fire in the middle of a river. Now you don't expect that kind of thing outside of Cleveland, Timmy. No, but but it's it, there's there's a certain irony to that, don't you think, Devil? Well, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't you think that Devil irony is the general slogan? Irony to Devil, would you please? It was the worst maritime disaster of the 20th century until the Titanic surpassed it eight years later in 1912. I'm going to pick a bone with you there, Brandy, because I think the SS Sultana was the worst. I believe it was. Check that out. Uh, can you add to see how many died in the SS Sultana? So you're taking, you're taking issue with the script that you wrote. <laughs> well, no, you said it. You I just want it. to make sure that we're... You, what did you say? Major. You said... It was the worst maritime. Oh, in the twentieth century. So you might be right there by a technique because. Yeah, the Sultana, Sultana, Sultana sank in 1865. Yeah, yeah that'd be, be the nineteenth century, eleven sixty-seven. All right. Well, after his fiance died, one hundred sixty. You know, uh, that was our very first podcast. Uh, that was on the USS Sultana. On the Sultana. Well, that was actually your very first. Podcast. Yeah, I I did it. I hated it, and, and it I sucked until we got here. Morning. But we might have to visit revisit that for our tenth. We might have to revisit the Sultana, Timmy. For, that was for, a, your, for the tenth anniversary podcast. You should be no, yeah. And I why did Chuck it. suddenly turn into the Ed McMahon to Timmy's fucking Carson? Because he's just a Hey-o! fucking yeah. Hey-o! Hey-o! He's just goddamn yeah, yeah boss. <laughs> we'll have to do that, boss. <laughs> Let's talk about the Sultana. Okay. So after his fiance died, Shrank worked odd jobs, mostly Shrank. as now, This tells you Shrank. how old Brandy is, Colonel. How long has it been since Ed McMahon was on the Tonight Show? <laughs> goddamn. Well, I don't know. Well, it had to be like. 40 years ago or something. I know I wasn't allowed to stay up and watch it, but as well, I grew, I saw Ed McMahon every once in a while. So I was familiar. He was, on, with he was also Dick. on, uh, he was on star search. How to be a star or something. It's star search. You star fucking ingrate star search. Yeah. And with three and two quarter stars. Exactly. Yeah, that was him. And he brought, he used to bring people million dollar checks. All he time. did. Now he's dead. So yeah. now I think, isn't Ed McMahon in the publisher's clearinghouse one of the Mandela effects? No, but I think I saw him in the movie The Expendables. Can we shut the fuck up about it so I can read oh, this? Oh, it's the Mandela effect that he did that? He didn't really do that, Colonel? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, Ed McMahon in publisher's clearinghouse. Um, most people remember him bringing checks, but it never happened. He never ever worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. He had this big, these big fucking checks he would give them. Yeah, he was a spokesman for American Family Publishers, um, and people confused the two, believing that he worked for the competitors. So everybody says Ed McMahon would bring checks from Publishers Clearinghouse, hmm. but it never ever happened to me. It's God, called I can the. See uh, now I will get into what the Mandela effect is. Oh, okay, good. However, We're not going to do that right now. Um, 
Shut up. Mute him. Oh, you know well, what? The stovetop stuffing one really freaks me out. Yeah. Which one? So, stovetop Anyway, stuffing. nobody gives a fuck about that right now. We can talk exist. about it at a different time. We're hitting on an hour and 15 minutes. We're on the second page of this fucking strip. Because the two of you cannot shut your dick suckers long enough for anybody to read the fucking strip. Now, my kid's going to hear me now. This is a proud parenting moment that the two of you have participated in. (laughs) Nobody gives a fuck about stovetop stuffing. Not a fucking... So we will do it later. You know, uh, uh, what about about this guy? You know, the guy that was, uh, who was that guy? They thought he was played in a movie where he wore a, a, you know, a genie outfit. Shazam. 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 Now, Mm -hmm. feel better? Do you feel better? Yeah, it freaks me out a little the bit. But you know another man. one, Timmy. My blood run cold, Brandy. Your swirly run. little fucking man. Hush. He's feeding off you. And Casablanca, and Casablanca, Henry, uh, Humphrey Bogart never one time said, play it again, Sam. He did not. He said, play it, Sam. Play it, Sam. And you know the little Monopoly guy? Never yeah. had a monocle, Timmy. Uh, that's weird, because I almost certainly he had a monocle. And Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. That's no, not the line. Did, can I ask this question? I Don't tell me Mr. Peanut doesn't have a monocle or I'm, I'm out of here. I'm He's really going to hide under, hide under my uh, blanket. No, he's got a monocle, Timmy. I just, okay. lo- I just looked it up. Okay. Miss, Miss Herman, could, could you continue the podcast, please? I'd fucking love to. Go ahead, Brandy. I don't know why you keep pausing so get this thing done sometimes so doctor or doctor so shrank uh worked mostly as a bartender he had a few friends and no living relatives he struggled with mental health throughout his life on october 14 1912 while arriving at the campaign event in milwaukee shrank shot roosevelt seven feet away in front of the gilpatrick hotel where roosevelt had been staying I think that's an error. I think he had just been at a lunch in there, but you know, you know, devil. You think that's an error? <laughs> I think so. I think he was just in you know, your script. Note as a at a luncheon, you know. Because unlike you two, I don't just make shit up and put put it in there. Like I'm reading the fucking script. Do you know what words were not never said in a movie, Timmy? What mirror, mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? Wow. Yeah. What she said was magic mirror on the wall. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See? I can't get over the a Monopoly guy not having a monocle, though. I mean, nope. I can, I can see Never it. did. Hmm. They're pushing him to get out of jail free, and he's got his little monocle on. Are you done? Yeah. Are we good? It's like wearing a monocle will make yeah. your one your eyes weaker than the other, doesn't it? It's I mean, also you know, um, the Baron that came apart. Why didn't you just wear one? You could have told I, us I all about it. I, I just don't think it'd be good for your eyesight to wear a monocle. Well, here's the thing: lots of people have get glasses that one side has a prescription and the other one doesn't. Well, that's okay. It's the same fucking thing as a monocle. Oh, no, that's not. 
Oh, Christ, pressure on your muscles around your eyes to hold that thing in place. You know, Timmy, Timmy, what did Sally Field say when she won the Oscar, Timmy? I don't know. You like me. You really like me. No, she did not. Oh. She said, in fact, I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Huh. That's fascinating. I, I, I remember her. I remember that quote, but I didn't know that it was a, a Mandela effect. Mandela. Is it fascinating? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Shrake's bullet lodged in Roosevelt's chest after penetrating Roosevelt's steel eyeglass. You know, case. no one. You know what? The colonels never shouted. Not even the full sentence. Bullet! Not even. Shrake's bullet. Okay, so it go went penetrated its chest after it had gone through a steel eyeglass case and went through a fifty-page single-folded copy of the speech titled "Progressive Cause." greater than any individual, which he was carrying in his jacket. Jesus. That's pretty badass, Colonel. That's, that's, you know, I mean, it was cold. He was about three quarters of the way through. He figured, why not? Why stop? So, John Schrank was immediately disarmed by a Czech immigrant, Paul Bugowski. Frank. Bukaki? Nope. And I knew somebody was going to do that. that. And that's not it. Bukaki. So into Bukaki, Brandy. Roman showers. His dad told us. Yes, we are. We had this discussion last week. I don't want to go through it again. Okay. It takes me a week to recover from some of this well, shit. Maybe someone didn't listen that. to the episode last week, and we're bringing them up to speed. No, Carrot that's not it. Freak. So he was ca- Shrank was captured, um, and might have been lynched had Roosevelt not shouted for Shrank to remain unharmed. Roosevelt assured the crowd he was all right and ordered police to take charge of Shrank and make sure no violence was done to him. Well, that was very noble of him. That's a man. You know what else, Timmy? Now tell me if this rings a bell with you. (laughs) It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Who said that, Timmy? Uh, That's uh, Gumby. What is it? Huh? Gumby. (laughs) It's Sorry. not Mr. Rogers because he, in fact, always sang, It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Oh, okay. Not the Eddie neighborhood. Murphy playing Mr. Rogers. Rogers. That was the best. That was the best. Yeah. All right. So, Shrank was subdued and held up on his feet. The crowd went into a frenzy. Several of the closest men around Shrank began pummeling him, and others screamed, kill him, and hang him. Guy probably felt like my pants. Don't you think, Brandy? I know yes. that feeling. I feel you there, bro. Roosevelt, seeing what was happening, it. shouted to you the You know, crowd, Curious George, the little monkey, didn't have a tail? Yeah, you know that. Did he not have on, a tail. He had one on the Forrest Gump. Yeah, on the Forrest Gump, but in real, in, in, in real life, Timmy... He, didn't have he a did tail. not have a tail. In in real life, it's a drawing. You, I get it. All right. So he said, don't hurt him. Bring him here. I want to see him. The crowd, hearing Roosevelt's voice, looked at Roosevelt, astonished to see him standing up and talking. A member asked, is he okay? <sighs> Roosevelt, with a reassuring smile, waved his hat in the air and said, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
In relief, the crowd erupted in cheers, enabling four policemen to gain their way into the crowd and hold Shrank. Roosevelt Okay, Sam. Yes, sir. Question for you. If you were, if, 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 if Melissa was sending you to the grocery store mm-hmm. and said, I need, a, I want you to pick me up a box of Fruit Loops, and you were writing that down on your list, how would you write it down? I, wow, that's a good question. I, 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 I guess just, you know, you'd write it, but it, it's on the box, isn't it? F-R-O-O-T-L-O-P-S. You're one of the few people that know that. Oh, okay. Bad. Yes, it's F R O O T. It it is. It's full of O's. It's full, full of, of O's. O's. Because the little things are tiny O's. Go ahead, Devil. I, you digress. I, I, Devil. I am a I am a serial junkie. So like I I I, I, I probably his, know a little more than the average person. Cereal. Yes, I'm I'm a big fan of cereal. This you know this podcast is friendly to. Uh, well, cereal friendly. Cereal. You know, it's good. I was at Kroger the other day, Timmy, and they had. Boxes of cap, capping crunch on sale for a dollar ninety eight. I bought six boxes, Timmy. Wow. Okay, six boxes of which I gave five away to Logan because he loves cereal, but I kept one for myself. What is he a captain of? I don't know if that's ever been. What the fuck kind of story is you that? Think he'd be promoted by now. I, I mean, look I at mean, Captain Kangaroo. What the fuck kind of story forever. was that? Well, that was I a, believe you know, I think, went to I Kroger. Think on with him and you went to Kroger and got six boxes of Captain Crunch for a dollar ninety eight, and gave four of them or whatever to Logan. Five, five pay double. What the fuck kind of stupid ass motherfucking story is that? Randy, That's next a week, next goddamn week, story. When, I've heard when, from you in a long time, next week, when, and I talk to when, you almost once a week. I don't even know what you're trying to say, Tim, because about it doesn't matter. Loop. I don't care how Fruit Loops is spelled. Nobody cares. You will know because next week, Joe Rogan he steals material from the court, Colonel. He does. Mm. He does. All right. You so know, anyway, Pat Williams came out this week and he said a lot of comedians. Mm-hmm. That was a fire interview. That was. Damn. I love Cat Williams. But Any I think Joe Rogan steals your material, Colonel. Okay. All the time. All as the, the police, time. as the police held Shrank, Roosevelt looked down at him. He said, You poor creature. He ordered the officers to take charge of him and see that there is no violence done to him. An officer led Shrank away into the hotel as the crowd booed at him and applauded for Roosevelt. Did they hiss? Abiding abiding by his wishes. Hissed, yeah, they hissed. Roosevelt gave another reassuring tip of the hat to the crowd before he took off in his car. Shrank was led into the kitchen where he was turned over to local police. (laughs) Give them raspberries. Yeah. I wonder if people brought tomatoes to throw at you. As an experienced hunter, Roosevelt correctly concluded that since he was not coughing blood, the bullet had not reached his lung. He declined suggestions to go to the hospital immediately. Instead, he delivered his scheduled speech. He opened the comments to be gathered to the gathered crowd. His, I'm sort sorry, like his you opening comments. You had broken ribs. His opening comments to the gathered crowd were, friends, I shall ask you to be as quiet as possible. 
I don't know whether you fully understand they have just been shot, but it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. Bull coming to my wedding with broken ribs. It's not like that at all. Afterwards, probes and x-rays. Nope. Probes and x-rays showed that the bullets had lodged in Roosevelt's chest muscle. But did Randy, not did you know Cat Williams knew four languages by the time he was three years old? Okay. Did not penetrate the... He read, he read, read 8,000 books plural. by the time he was 12. I don't care. I don't care. As a doctor concluded, as a, a doctor concluded that it would be less dangerous to leave it in place than to attempt to remove it, Roosevelt carried the bullet with him for the rest of his life. With a bullet lodged in his chest, Roosevelt continued with his speech that lasted 84 minutes. Well, I will tell you this. Now, while that is brave, and, I, and I'm and i not trying to take anything away from uh, 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 President Roosevelt. Go on, Kanye. Bully! Bully! Uh, I was once shot in the calf by a nail gun, Timmy, that penetrated all the way into the calf muscle and lodged my jeans tightly against my my calf because they got the little L shape so they hold the wood down. So the nail went through my jeans into my calf and stuck my jeans right. in my leg. But your dead brother did that, right? He did it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so on I mean, purpose. How do you think I know? How do you think I know that he did it? Before I got time, he had uh, tested the invisible fence. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, both President William Howard Taft and the Democratic nominee Woodrow Wilson suspended their own campaigning until Roosevelt recovered and resumed his. See, I don't think uh, that was a big deal for uh, Wilson because he had a big lead. Yeah. Yeah. When asked if the shooting would affect the election campaign. suspended his uh, campaign like about a month ago for the uh, financial crisis. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't turn out very well for him. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. So uh, when asked if the shooting would affect his election campaign, he said to the reporter, I'm fit as a bull moose. The bull moose became a symbol of both Roosevelt and the Progressive Party. It was often referred to as simply the bull moose party. Today, oh, I'm sorry. There it is. Teddy spent two weeks recuperating before returning to the campaign trail. He let her wrote. Do you know how long later? I spent recuperating, Devil? When I broke my ribs? One None. Day. I was at Timmy's right. wedding two days later. Okay. He was. So it sounded like you had two days to recover. Uh, let's see. No, Teddy I had to finish putting all the sink in. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent two weeks recuperating before returning to the campaign trail. He later wrote a friend about the bullet inside him. I don't, I do not mind it any more than if I were in my, if it were in my waistcoat pocket. What the hell is a waistcoat? Oh, it's the vest. vest. Yeah. It's the vest. Cause it just goes a down vest? to your waist. Why yeah. couldn't he just say a waist, a vest? Cause that wasn't well, the name for that, it. Uh, that's what those girls made when, uh, when they were caught in that fire, the waist, the yeah. waist, uh, coat, coat. Waist- I see, that huh? must be the Mandela effect because I thought that was the shirt tail factory fire. I, th- I think it's a waste. Check it out, Dad. 
Is it West Coast? I'm pretty sure it was, they made waistcoats. You know, the like shooter. you see these women in, uh, in like the Gilded Age and stuff, and they have this mm. vest on. It's not really a dress, but it has a vest and a yeah. Or I think that's what a uh, the Triangle is. Shirtwaist Factory fire in Greenwich Village. So they made Triangle Shirtwaist. I don't know what the hell that is. Well, I think it was Triangle was the where it was like it was on a. I think, yeah, I think it's the location was March the, 25th, uh, 1911. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. when he died in that, it was a, it was just a, uh, you know, it, I think we did talk, didn't we cover that before? Caused the we death did. of 146 garment workers, 123 we uh, girls and 23 men. Okay. Did Teddy Teddy Roosevelt cause that motherfucking fire? He didn't okay. cause it, but. but the but he could not. He, it, it held up his Amazon delivery of well, his waistcoat. It was a waistcoat. It did. It did so the me. shooter, John Shrank, initially pled guilty to attempted murder, but the judge, unconvinced of Shrank's sanity, declined his plea and the case was brought to trial. Shrank was not guilty by reason of insanity by the jury and was sentenced to indefinite institutionalization. Soon after the assassination attempt, psychologists examined Shrank and reported that he had intense delusions, grandiose in character, declaring him to be insane. Insane delusions. Insane, insane. delusions, Brandy. Grandiose in character. Hmm. Who I does feel that like remind like you of, Devil? Sign language person by her colonel when she's yeah, I know. <laughs> we need to get cue cards for who what did insane delusions. Grandiose in character. Intense delusions. It's insane oh, delusions. Super sorry. Soon after that, who does that remind you of, Jimmy? <laughs> the the, yeah. the factory. I someone that rem- refers to themselves as queen. Maybe uh, what? Oh, so grandiose. Grandiosity there, Colonel? Yeah, just a little bit. I remember when she was penis loving and pill popping. Pill popping, yeah. Well, I'm wearing Somehow, readers. I, when did I'm you, wearing readers now, did, so uh, not that. <laughs> what, what was you saying about the the uh, the factory? Waist- so the, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, which we were talking about, they produced women's blouses, which were known at that time as shirtwaists. So they I know this blouses. because we did episode on it. We did. We did a long time ago. Yeah. Brandy, when did this is what I want to know. When did you rehabilitate yourself from penis loving and pill popping to queen, Brandy? Because even it's Meghan Markle question, was having Brandy. a hard time with just a very fair question. Becoming going from an actress to a princess, and they rejected her. How did you go from penis loving pill popping to queen? Well, what program? Trial, I know you've assassin, had multiple trips in rehab. The would be assassin claimed that William McKinley's ghost 
had visited him in a dream. Randy, show a little bit of reverence. Chuck is, as you can see by the thing on his wall, the number one Broncos fan. I mean, obviously. All right. I am. Show a little reverence. You just don't get that kind of award. No, you don't get that by buying. You got to work for that. License plate, put it on your wall. Yeah. So William McKinley's ghost had visited him and told him to avenge his assassination by killing Roosevelt. Shrank was committed to the Central State Hospital of the Caribbean State. Under Road. Wapham. When you walk into my little cubby, you're coming into Under Road. Here, you can see my walls of fame over here, Timmy. Yeah. Let me see. Up here, we got the. For those of you who are supporters on Patreon, uh, you'll be able to get the video. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. You got got the Bruce wall here and the Bronco wall over there. Colonel, looks like you could look like you could use a ceiling in that room. I tore the ceiling out purposely. This in my basement. Uh-huh. It had a concrete ceiling on it. That's in his wife's basement. <laughs> it's in my basement, and it's got a con- it had concrete ceilings. Uh huh. And I wanted to redo all the wiring, so I ripped all the concrete out myself. Thad, oh, I'm much wow. like Teddy, ripped all the ceilings out. Redid all the wiring in my house by myself. And uh, so not only are you a best-selling author, you are a uh, a man with well, your hands. As James Taylor would say, baby, I'm your handyman. There you go. But I'm not the kind to use a pencil or rule. Oh, no, baby. Okay. So I've been looking around for somebody that gives a fuck about that. <laughs> And and I can tell you that I have not found any anyone. So I'm going to finish the last two things here, and then I'll let oh, you know. paragraphs, Brandy. I, I know you didn't get very far in school, but they're called paragraphs. When you see like and his trial, the would be assassin That's claimed that the ghost of William McKinley had visited him and told him to kill him. So he goes to Wampum, Wisconsin. Can you explain silent letters? He remained there for 29 (laughs) more years until he died on September 15th, 1943. There's a certain irony that she's talking over me when I'm trying to explain silent letters to me. His his remains were donated to science. Although there was was a great deal of public sympathy for Teddy Roosevelt after the incident, it didn't translate into votes. The split in the Republican Party failed, proved fatal as Democratic candidate Woodrow Wilson was elected president in the 1912 elections. As for Roosevelt, he would never hold public office again, although no. he would continue to be in the area of public affairs and live the, the arena. Life the arena. Not the area. The arena of public affairs. Okay. Yeah. And can I just say, affairs. hold on, I've and got to This is important, Devil. Until his death in January, on January 6th, 1919. Uh, interpreter, Brand, uh, Brandy. Yes. We did it. We well, <laughs> it is done. I, if I could just say to our, to our Native American friends, yeah. Um, uh, Shrek was held. At the hospital for the criminally Shrek. insane. When did Shrek come into it? And why? Right. Who what did this Shrek do Hold to on. you? And who what the fuck are you talking about? Bring it up, Colonel. 
Bring it home. It was in Wapoon. About not wampum. Wisconsin. Wampum. It's not wampum, goddammit. Now you're gonna have people protesting in front of our things. It's we're gonna get all kind of emails. Wampum, Wisconsin. Yeah, he's talking about goddamn Shrek. And first of all, Wampoon, Wisconsin. Timothy, who lives in a glass house. Well, I'm just saying, I didn't. I didn't just you write the script. Offend a whole sector of our listeners. Hey, Snoop Chuck, uh, Randy, he was known as the man in the arena, not the man in the air. (laughs) Google man in arena, and see what comes up. Man in arena, man in the area. I'm going to leave because I did my. We're not done yet. Theodore yeah, Roosevelt, you, man in the arena. I think you did do your part. There by, is a game, there's a game. Listen on. to Thad. What's it say, Thad? The man in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt's man. Uh, Roosevelt takes the reins during one of the most turbulent periods of American history. Okay, let me. So, well, also, yes, Randy. There was a reason on. I spelled it arena and not area. Hold <laughs> on. And it's Wampoon, Wisconsin, not Wampum. 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 You Again. said Wampum, goddammit. Wampum, Wisconsin. Chuck, you, ever, challenge you, Chuck, you ever been there? You run the MI home. I've been there. What's the population in Wampum, Wisconsin? Because we're going to have some pissed off listeners. You know what? They we can are. direct all their ire to me. I don't. It's That's fine. That's fine. You know, Thad Again. is that. You know, like the operator at the White House. You just ask him something. He lays it on you. Well, I would personally like to apologize to all of our indigenous listeners. Um, And the eleven point just threw out a uh, slanderous term for. You know, I think they uh, probably changed the name of the hospital. I don't think it's still called the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Yeah, there's some judgment there, No, they probably. they probably got something different. Uh, let's see what they may have changed it to. It's certainly not a wampum. Um, <laughs> how much? Uh, <laughs> I'm bored with I, this now. I wonder how much how much they paid to uh, get it remodeled. How? Oh, that's going to be a lot of wampum to get that fixed. Um, <laughs> It's now the Mendota mental health. Is, yeah, well, no, she's we already done it. That that ship has sailed. Um, yeah. It's now the Mendota right. Mental Health Institute, Tim, okay. Timmy. Much better name. Much yeah. better name. Your thoughts well, on better. that? You all feel better now? So if you, if you want to send anger emails, that's queenbrandy yes. at historyweebs.org. Yeah. Yep. Make sure you get them to the right place. Brandy Benet. But yeah. before you do that, make sure you look around and see if I give a fuck. Is if it's there, <laughs> then feel free to go ahead and send me an email. But I, I feel confident it's not there. It's not so there. It's good. Right. I'm good. All right. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the attempted assassination of Theodore name they call him T. R. Roosevelt? Well, 
my final thoughts are we could have done this entire thing in half the time if the two of you would. You know, Randy, I think that. what I think about interesting, Colonel, how many times on this podcast at the end of it do I have asked for your final thoughts? I'll Every say time. 372 episodes. How many times have I done that? Uh, 372. And yet, Brandy seemed off guard. So, off guard. She seemed surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> She seemed to have on a Sunday morning. We never know when that's going to happen. It just sneaks up on you. We always change the time to ten o'clock Sunday morning. So I get why you'd be confused. That's called deflecting, Brandy. That's a term that psychologists use. Like when you're not, you don't want to take the pressure off yourself. You failed the ball. You want to reflect it to another. Mm. That's what you're doing right now. It is. We're not here to talk about Chuck, Brandy. We're here to talk about you. I feel feel like you're gaslighting us here a little bit, Devil. I feel like you're gaslighting a little bit. Yeah, she is a grifter. Yeah. Thad, what's your final thought on the attempted assassination of one Teddy Roosevelt? I think he... uh, he experienced great restraint by telling people not to attack the guy that just shot him. Um, and it was nice. Because I'd nice. want that son of a bitch hung and beaten and all that stuff, too. Yeah, it was magnanimous, Brandy. That's the word we use when we say someone is being extra kind. Magnanimous. Yeah. You guys find my give a fuck around you somewhere? Because <laughs> I don't watch your uh, final thoughts on the attempt. Probably still in a box in the garage. Well, first, Timmy, I think that's why you should always carry a small Bible in your in your waistcoat, Timmy. That's that's good. That's sage advice, Brandy. And you can well, and devil, if it didn't burn your skin too badly, uh, maybe you should try it a little bit and then refer to it. Uh, specifically, I would I would stick with Luke because there's a lot about you know being a better person in there. Um, you or might and or you could get your loved ones might find it helpful as well. Now I I put out a book not too long ago. Um, uh, no, the the Colonel's Book of Kindness. And hold on, hold on. This hold is on, not one on. I sold, so it's not on the bestsellers list. It's just a self improvement book. But you know, it's it's kind of like when I have a really really good talking dog joke, and you yeah. kill it. That's unkind, Devil. It's unkind. I think we can uh, Randy, all I would like to recommend a book to you. It was by our founding father, George Washington. Mm-hmm. George Washington, even. Yeah. Washington. Uh, uh, Washington. I don't know the name of it. There's I no R in his name. There is no but, R, and there's uh, no R in Dad, Can you look either. that up and see the book that he wrote on civility? George Washington's <laughs> civility book? Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I want to give Dad, her the... Uh, I want to give it to her the title and the Dewey Decimal. Uh, <laughs> Look it up. You know, it's spelled spelled with an R. It was called. Here we go. I got it. Well, now hold on. Don't don't take my my job away. All right, from I, me. I, I, Jesus. go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, come man. on. Go ahead. Rules of civility and decent behavior in company and conversation. Now, Colonel, don't you think that's something that Brandy could? benefit from i think she could definitely benefit but i believe much like a uh raindrop on a freshly waxed car timmy it would just bounce right off of her right you know today i specifically negatively for you devil for you 
I specifically wore my prison colonel hat <laughs> just as a cautionary tale because I don't want you to be this person in five weeks, years, months, whatever. Because we don't want to see you in the JC, Colonel. That's our basically right. Basically, me and Timmy, we 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 podcasted with you for a long, long time, and from afar, Devil, we can see the road you're headed down, and we don't yeah. like it. I mean, it started with that little cabin trip, Sozo cabin trips. Remember when she could never record? I'm gonna go down to the cabin. And me and Stephanie are going to indulge in all kinds of psychedelics and psychoactive things. And then finally, the only way they could stop it, I believe, is your parents had to sell it to make you not be be a trespasser there. Um, that's the only way they could stop it. But you still are continuing down this road. And me and Timmy, we're doing this out of love, Devil. We're doing it out of yes. love. Yes. We're not trying to be mean to you. We're, this is called tough love, devil. I know. Haven't you ever seen Scared Straight? <laughs> We're trying to scare you straight, devil. Dad, I would like to respond to any and all emails that come in over the week after this is released. I'm gonna want. I'm gonna need you to forward those to me because I would like to respond to every fucking. What is one. what is our email address, Dad? That is actually a great segue, Colonel. Um, if our fans want to get in contact with us, they have a question or a comment, they can go to historydweebs.org. One of the links there listed uh, is a contact form. So if you have a question or a comment, you can leave it there. Uh, of course, also <clears throat> on the website is going to be the links to where find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, also links to our uh, YouTube channel, uh, to our um, Patreon page and uh, to uh, a few other things on there as well. So again, historydweebs.org. And and speaking of Patreon, you know, we, we should take the opportunity to thank our, our Patreon subscribers. Um, if you'd like to uh, donate and help support the show, uh, it's $5 a month. And uh, we'd like to thank those folks who, uh, who are a part of that. Uh, so thank you to Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Sarah Bloom. Uh, thank you all for supporting the uh, History Dweebs podcast. Ben Dubrovich, Jennifer Svoboda, Erica Kenning, Michelle Johns, thank you for being subscribers. Laura O'Reilly, Shirley Strap, uh, Anon Amus, uh, thank you all for supporting the show. Todd Long, Amber Anderson, Jamie Dent, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, thank you all for supporting the podcast. Uh, Marianne T. Knight, uh, Jess, Anna Kaufman, uh, thank you all for supporting uh, the History Dweebs podcast. Danielle Townsend, Jennifer Orkut, we want to say thank you to the Already Gone podcast. Uh, thank you for supporting uh, History Dweebs. Buffy Sykes, Emily Tarkov, Gina Green, Sue Van Hook, Alan Cox, thank you all for supporting the show. We'd like to say thanks to the Canadian True Crime podcast. Also, the Rants and Reason podcast. Uh, thank you to Liz Lawrence, uh, Cheryl LeBlanc-Weldon, uh, Hiro. Thank you to the individual who keeps the Hiro uh, donation coming in. Of course, we, we love that. Uh, Carl Asplund, Guy Savage, Christine Harmeyer. 
thank you all for supporting the show. And again, if you want to find any of our links, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our YouTube page, our TikTok page, uh, if you want to visit our sponsor, which is Black Cat and Me on Etsy, uh, or again, if you'd like to uh, contribute to the show, all that can be found at historydweebs.org. And of course, if you want to send a comment in, you can click on that uh, comment form and send us your question or your feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. I would rather rip my own arm off and beat myself with it. So they will turn your poo bright, bright red. I do, but tell our listening audience and Brandy because she has no The only people that care about you are Jesus and your mama. And your mama might be lying. <laughs>